I regret everything. Hello everyone and welcome to an Anime Club After Dark special. My name is Alex, but you can call me Senpai and joining me tonight I have our chivalry of Shota's Shotaro. The rumors are indeed rumors. I'm not even gonna ask and just say welcome to episode 10 of Arizaras and my episode reviews. Um, the show's getting real, man. <laughs> the show's getting real deep. Um, and we only have one episode to go after this, so we're also getting towards the end here. So, uh, show, the one thing I want to uh, start out uh, talking about with this episode after everything that happened last time is uh, we find out that uh, the otter scientist leader, whatever the thing he's supposed to be, um, he gave uh, Reo a condition for resurrecting Mavu. Yeah. That's what but the episode starts the, with. Yeah. The, yeah. That's what the, like the, the lead in starts with, but we're not actually told what it is. We're just told that there is a condition. It's just like, oh, what could it be? It was, yeah, exactly. I thought it was interesting. I was, um, I was interested to know what it was. It was certainly a very dramatic way to introduce that, for sure. Um, especially with the otter like having the crazy eyes right at the end. Like, there's a condition! <laughs> Look, I, I thought, I, for a second, I thought I was watching like an episode of Gurren Lagann or something with someone going crazy because it had like the fucking I don't even know what you call it but it, anyway um, something else that we were revealed in this episode is that Mamu and Rayo are actually Kappa who would have known who could have guessed I guess that was a racist of us to call them otter people I guess uh huh so you just want to point it out that I kept saying otter people this whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to let you know. Mm. You need to watch your mouth. No, you can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was definitely a weird reveal. I didn't actually see that one coming, to be honest. Um, I Well, they are good dancers, which means... That's true. They've had experience with dancing which means you know all dancers are kappa i think that's the new conspiracy theory i i guess um so i i i have a theory regarding this uh-huh. as to why they're trying to make kappa zombies um i have this theory that the whole thing between mabu and reo is supposed to be about your desires getting out of control and that's why they're creating Kappa zombies because they've sort of lost their way. I mean, the you know the canon reason is because the otter wants the desire power. Right? Oh, I know, I know. I'm just saying that I think that this is like a a um the symbology of it is supposed to be about your desires getting away from you. So you become like a giant silhouette who needs a good <laughs> ass fucking. Yes, that's exactly what no, that's not what I mean at all. But I'm just talking about this this whole symbology about, you know, if you let your desires take over, you become the opposite of what you're actually trying to be. Oh, I see what you're saying. 
That's because they are Kappas, but they're not acting like Kappas because they're working against them because they've let their desires take over each other. You know, that is more uh, true than I'd like to admit. But yeah, that is a pretty... It hurts you to admit that I'm so right. It's pretty insightful of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I, I like, if, if that's truly what the symbology is supposed to be, it's it's genius, first off. But it's also, it's also been hinted at very, very subtly over the past four or five episodes. Very well, if that's the case. I don't see the hinting, but. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to. I can't dumb it down for you anymore. Wow. So rude. (laughs) But no, I I just, I thought the way that that was handled was very, very nice. I like the symbology of it. And I like the fact that it it seems to be coming to a head between both of them. And it's sort of being intertwined with the story being told with the three main characters. It took them, you know, long enough to, for these two characters to become important. But... (laughs) I think we we mentioned that in the previous episode where it's like, all right, we're finally finding out about these people. What took you so long? They're uh, slow learners. Exactly. Um, And there's also that that half-baked reference comes back in this episode as well. So, okay, I don't know about you, but when he called, when uh, Rayo called Mabu a half-baked doll, that made it, like, concrete that... The whole half-baked sort of shtick that's been going on for the last few episodes has all been in reference to Mabu being uh, a fake, and that's mm-hmm. why the, that's the whole half-baked thing. So I mean, yeah, he, he, he even in this episode uses the word a fake, a nisemono. Yep. So I thought that was that was a um a realization for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was it was a great it it's a great way using dialogue to bring this all together. At least I thought it was, um, especially because we keep having that that phrase come back up over and over again: half baked, half baked, half baked. Yeah, and, it was, and then it's been using so, it in combination with it, the word nisemono. Mm-hmm. It's been so out of context before, um, but now he like physically directly states it, so it all comes together. I know. It was, yeah, and it, it's it's almost it's like we've said it in the past. Like these things, they seem so random at first, and then you give it a couple episodes, and it's like, oh, that's what they meant. Yeah, that happens a lot. I love this. I love this kind of storytelling. It, it's it's I, I I hate to keep using this term because we've used it so many times throughout the course of these reviews, but it's very monogatari esque, and I think that's what I like about it so much. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't say it parallels monogatari in that sense because i don't think monogatari does the what we just described you know doing something really strange and then explaining it later monogatari just is strange all the time you know well yes it is very very strange all the time but it does have this way of explaining plot points that are introduced very subtly in one point like many episodes later and it's like oh that's what they meant all the oh, way back then oh i see what you mean i I like 
the chronology of the Monogatari series is very confusing, but it becomes mm-hmm. more clear the more you watch. Exactly. Yes, that's kind of what I meant. Yeah. And it, the, the pieces start to fall into place the more you watch. And it's kind of the same with this. The further along you get, it's like the pieces come into place. Like, oh, so that was actually, that, that scene was out of chronological order before. Okay, now I get it. Yes, in the Monogatari series. Yeah. And it's sort of that way in Sarah Zenmai as well. And it's why I appreciate it so much. Like, it takes it takes writing talent to do shit like this. I mean, it might be that uh, Sarah Zenmai is shorter, but I feel like it's easier to follow Sarah Zanmai. Also because Monogatari relies a lot on dates. And it, yes. it's really... I don't think that's a good way to do a reveal because you don't really pay attention to dates and like calculate months and things. And it's just, it's, yeah. it's a bit more confusing to follow along with Monogatari in my experience. Yeah. Especially over many, many iterations, which the Monogatari series has had. This is like an 11 episode series. Yeah. Monogatari is like 50 or something at this point. Uh, fi- oh, 50 episodes. Oh no, honey, more than that. <laughs> Can't be that much more. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, enough about the Monogatari series. Is, uh, I just, like we've said before, this is actually a Monogatari cast. Be- not that um, we've already done one before. But we actually we have. have. I know. But um, And you should listen to that, too. Um, I would say that... Well, we'll talk about this next episode because we're going to have a whole series wrap-up in, in the next uh, episode review that we do for the final episode. Um, so let's keep going with this episode. Um, so one of the things that happens is... Um, after we find out that Mabu and Reo are a Kappa, they kind of, Reo meets with Kepi, and when, so Kepi's with Enta and Kazuki, and uh, they kind of go together to, I guess, the Otter Headquarters, I guess is the word for it. I think I they, they just went to the factory. They went yeah. Back to the factory. I don't know what they call it. I forget what they call it, too. For some reason, I, the headquarters was the first thing that came to mind when I was writing all these notes down. It's like, I don't know if that's actually what they call it, but it's like the factory. It's like, we've been there before. That's the whole point. Um, and it's they go on that giant elevator-looking thing that Mabu and Reo have been on since they were first introduced. Oh, my God. <laughs> when they're doing their little stripper dance. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that was in the factory, but okay. Anyway, um... <laughs> Just reusing animation assets. It's, it's all good. Um, and so one of the things that we meet in this is we actually get to see Dark Kepi up close. And we um, were... It's explained by Kepi himself exactly what Dark Kepi is supposed to be. And I was kind of right. In a way, he is like an anti-Kepi. He is Kepi. He's basically Kepi's desires and, like... The, dark, the darker side of Kepi. Sure. I forget the exact term they used. Um, I, I do too. And I... <laughs> I Slap me on the wrist for that. I don't know. Oh um, but we basically find out that Kepi and Dark Kepi are two halves of one whole. Yes. And that they were split in two during like the, the war between the Otters and the Kappa. I think and he split it himself. Oh yeah, he split it himself, but and then they were it, Dark Kepi was captured by the otters. Oh Dark Kepi, such a sloppy gay. I you love using that term now, don't you? Sloppy gay. That's you used name. it last time. Yep. <clears throat> Is that your nickname now? 
always been um, the nickname. <laughs> and so la- last time we were introduced to the idea that otters are concepts. And in this, um, we also learned that otters are manifestations of desires, of human desires. Um, well, I guess not just human desires, just desires in general. Um, and I, I kind of guessed that from before with the idea that otters are concepts because desire is a concept it's like yeah, desire okay. isn't a physical thing you can put your hand on it's an idea okay like when they did the uh rayo otter double um that was like his desire it was a little confusing because like i'm like oh otters are desires but then they said otters are concepts so i'm mm-hmm. like i don't know if there's a translation malfunction <laughs> but... uh, maybe, that, maybe it is something that's very difficult to translate but, like, I had assumed that autos were desires. That would make sense. But then they're like, autos yeah. are concepts. I'm like, oh, okay. But desire itself is a concept. It's not a physical item that you could touch. I know, but then why bother say that it's a concept? Why not just say they're desires? Because they got to keep you coming back for the next episode. No, that's just confusing. <laughs> anyway, we're for sure... Uh, we know now that otters are desires, which is, yeah. I think it's interesting, especially in the yeah. context of um, what we've been like doing this entire time. We've been like extracting exactly. desire. Yeah, exactly. And they're fighting against it. So like in real life, people have desires all the time. Right. And some of these desires are, let's be kind and say they're negative desires. Like someone insults you, you might have this, initial like reactions like i want to kill them i have this desire to kill them it's like no don't do that that's not good and you shouldn't do it and it's like we have to fight we as human beings have to fight against these desires all the time that we have and in a sense that's what we've, they've been doing the whole time as kappa they've been helping people who well, i say helping um but they have been fighting against people who have let their own desires take hold and control them it's just like side note that all the Kappa zombies, all their secrets are sexual. Which I thought, yeah, they're, all, they're, they're like fetishes almost. I thought that was strange because I'm like, you know, not all secrets are sexual. Like there's like non-sexual secrets all the time. But then True. again, it also goes along with the theme of this show <laughs> of sodomy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that that it would be sexual. Of course, it's sexual. Yeah, um, I don't know. I just, I like I just I like the symbology that all this is coming to show that you know it's stuff that, like desire is something you kind of have to fight against sometimes because not all desires are good desires. Yep, that's, and uh... th- there's always a danger of letting your desires take hold and become who you are, which is what I think that Rayo and Mabu are supposed to represent. Oh my god, you're so smart decoding the true <laughs> meaning behind Sarah's Armai. No, I thought that's a uh, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something else that happened that I have, to, we have to point out. So dark Kebby goes up into his nose, which was an interesting thing to see. <laughs> um, and we find out that Inta doesn't want to be Kazuki's boyfriend. Now, is that Inta actually saying that, or is that Dark Kepi actually telling Inta to say that? No, the whole thing is like, uh, Enta's desire is Kazuki, and Enta's like, I don't want it, so bye. <laughs> 
so I don't, I don't know what Enter, I don't believe what this show is telling me because if I know Enter, then he wants the D. So I don't really understand. I don't understand Enter anymore. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't blame you. I mean, it, it's not the easiest thing to understand. <laughs> what do you mean? What are you trying to say? The, well, basically, what you're saying. <laughs> I still don't understand. Are you, oh, are you saying that you don't understand Enta? Yes. Okay, I thought you were I, saying you don't understand me, because I'm like, No, 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 I'm saying me. that I don't understand. I don't understand if this is Enta's desires or if this is Enta himself. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know. There's so many questions I have. Yeah. And it's like, maybe Enta's supposed to be the ultimate self-doubter. I don't know. Uh, one uh, possibility is that Enta's like, if I know Kazuki, he would never want to go out with me. So, not the real Kazuki. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which exactly. is so like, sad, but I'm just going to not accept that possibility and just question Enta's existence. I don't know. And it, I, I, I was beginning to think maybe Enta is supposed to represent self-doubt, which is kind of why he keeps going back and forth with this. Like, I desire him, I don't desire him, I desire him, I don't desire him. I mean, throughout the show, he's always desired him, so I don't... <laughs> I don't know. It's I'm just starting to see all this symbology come together, and I love it. Oh, okay. I don't know. I I wanted to bring this up simply because I wanted to point out that Dark Kebby goes up into his nose, and it's funny. I'm glad you find that funny. I don't know why I find it funny, but I do. Um, so something that does happen in this is Mabu is. I I, I personally think that what happened is he's essentially asked to commit suicide by the otter scientist leader person um and so he falls down the little shaft into where dark kepi actually is and he becomes a kappa zombie before he goes in he's like if i can't or something along the lines of, if i can't be with Rayo, let me at least have this selfish wish so i yeah. think he kills i mean we figure out later on why he kills himself because he wants yeah. the but yeah, so let's just. So what happens we'll, at that point? We'll get Alex? there. We'll yeah. get there in just a moment. <laughs> um, so, um, Rayo basically, when when Mabu turns into this Kappa zombie, is like Rayo transforms into his like Kappa form to fight the Kappa zombie that Mabu has become, and then we get to see him do the Zenmai dance and song thing, and it was glorious. I skipped it. <laughs> you, you motherfucker. <laughs> I haven't skipped a damn thing in this episode in this show because I'm so afraid I'm gonna miss something. Oh my god. It's changed or something. I don't know. Um But in this, so Rayo uh extracts his Shirikadama and uh we in the leaking scene we fig we find out what the condition was that uh that allowed uh Mabu to be resurrected. And it was that Mabu could never again express his love to Rayo, which is why Mabu seemed like a fucking doll the whole time after he got resurrected. Plot twist! Oh my god. Dun, dun, dun! But actually, though, it was a pretty big plot twist. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, he's this the is real why. thing. He's the real one! He's a real boy! He's a real boy, just like Pinocchio. No, not really. <laughs> um, He's got wood like Pinocchio. Whoa. That otter wood. <laughs> He's a kappa. <laughs> Goddamn racist. <laughs> 
<laughs> nah, that was a that was a huge plot twist right at the end, and it's like, well, Rayo's like, well, fuck. Rayo's like, well, I'm done with life because I regret all my. I regret decisions. everything. <laughs> no, I regret but... all of my decisions at this point. I am so wrong. Fucking kill me now. I mean, I thought that was also another interesting uh, thought experiment. I mean, we've talked about how it would be uh, an interesting dilemma to want to be resurrected as a, or have your significant other be resurrected as a um, a cloned what was it, or a copied yeah a, copy. a copied version of them, um, and whether you'd want that or not. I th- I thought this was also similar. It's like. Would you go through what Mabu... Would you accept the deal from the uh, auto-scientists? Yeah, if, if if the whole reason that you were resurrected is, you know, for your significant other, but the condition was that you could never express any sort of love towards your significant other again, is that a fair trade-off for your resurrection? Again, as I said before, I'd say no. I would say yes. <laughs> wow. But you actually... selfish cunt. I know. It's so selfish, but... And which also brings back to the whole thing that Rayo has been calling Mabu selfish all this time. And he is mm-hmm. selfish for different reasons, not for why Rayo thought he was. Yes. It's, yeah, again, another great thought experiment and another, another more just great symbology through these characters. There's just so much going on with these two who we didn't even know anything about until like episode six or seven. Now we finally understand them. And now one of them has died and the other one's on the way. <laughs> Well, okay, so so wrap, wrapping this up, um, after the fight is over, um, they're all back on like this bridge together, which a lot happens around this bridge in this city. Um, it's like the emblematic bridge of Asakusa, I think. Basically, yeah. Um, and so after all of this, we have uh, Rayo is using his i don't even know if it's actually a gun it starts shooting lasers and shit <laughs> well first of all he takes out the shirakodama from mabu and then mm-hmm. he forgets about mabu and then yeah he starts forgetting about mabu he has yeah. like this breakdown about he knows that he's forgotten something but he can't figure out what it is yeah and then he sees like this little pin that's got his name on it, it says mabu on it and then he like has like a fucking psychotic break and he starts just shooting everything around him with his little laser, which his gun, which has turned crazily into a laser gun, um, I like it just how starts it, blowing shit up around it. It like flicks between like grief, anger, and then it's like pew, pew. yeah, it's pretty. Well, pretty it's cool. almost like you know what it is. It, he's going through stages of grief like all at once. He's going through like all the stages of grief all at once. Sure. Um, and uh, and so he is, starts shooting at Kazuki and. Enza and Kepi. Um, he actually hits Kepi and he falls over like, Ugh. <laughs> it's like, oh, have you actually killed Kepi this time? <laughs> but he's not dead. Um, and he's like, and, and Kazuki now has the golden dish because they have collected five dishes of hope. And I think there's like this part of Rayo that's like, I can use the golden dish to get Mabu back. And you think that's what's going to happen. And then, of course, as this is happening, Inta's timer is slowly creeping back towards zero. 
And then all of a sudden, you hear a fucking shot ring out, and you immediately think, oh my god, Rayo has shot Kazuki to get this dish. And then the, the camera, like, pans down, and you see that Rayo has, like, fucking blood spilling out of his chest. And he's like, ugh, my chest hurts. I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. And he, fall, he falls down, and you find out that it's fucking Toei behind him that just shot him in the fucking chest. Mm-hmm. And Toei is like, Kazuki, give me the fucking golden dish. And then his timer is reaching zero, and it's like a fucking episode of 24. <laughs> And then and the, the, the ending starts back. playing. No, no, and then no, no, and then the the fucking timer goes ten, nine, eight, seven, and it goes all the way to three, two, one, and then it's the fucking face of black, and the end title card comes up and says, "I want to connect, but I can't." That's so. And then you're like, that's "Oh, so impactful." <laughs> that's so like such a simple statement. I can't, but it's so yeah, impactful. but I can't. Um, and then, and then you think, oh my god, what a great cliffhanger. And then you, the after credit scene happens. And, and Entis awake and alert. And he's back in his regular body. He's not a Kappa anymore. And you, so ob- the implication, obviously, is that at the very last second, Kazuki wished for Enta to be better. Um, and he is. And then Toei has a much like Rayo has a sort of psychotic break and then Dark Kevy appears and then like Dark Kevy absorbs Toy into him and it's like just, just so much happens in like a span of 5 minutes yeah there's a lot that happened in this episode it was literally like the last the last 5 minutes of episode 10 was literally like watching like the last 5 minutes of an ep- like a f- season finale of 24 like shit's happening all over we got characters dying we got so much shit and then at the end um toei hallucinates chikai and is like basically he's overcome with grief and just commits suicide by going into the uh dark cap yeah yeah so much and then you're kind of left wondering well what happens now so much so much sadness what a great way to end like the penultimate episode of this show to go in with so much like excitement. I mean, it was <laughs> it's really getting on the borderline of being a bit too surreal with all these concepts that it's losing me a little, but but you still want to see where it's going. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's such a common trope that, like, everything explodes at the end of a show. Um, especially a show that is focused on, like, characters. Mm-hmm. And then the, the climax is usually, like, a physical climax, not an emotional climax. And this looks like it's going to be a physical climax. And I'm not about it. I want an emotional climax, not exploding fucking dark... Cities. Kappas and uh, bridges. Well, you, know what? you know what? You could the the show as we have seen through this journey so far. The show has surprised you multiple times. It may yet surprise you again. It better. <laughs> well, we still have one episode to find out. But until that episode, thank you all there for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we always enjoy bringing this to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. 
If you want to keep out what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or comments, or if you have any ideas for topics you would like for us to talk about in the future. Links to all of these things will be down below in the description. And don't forget to tell us what you thought of episode 10 of Sarah's and my down below in the comments. As always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time for the final Sarah's and my episode review. Say goodnight, show. My dish is itchy. And on that note, good night, everybody. Yeah.